to celebrate 20 years of Cape Talk, here's one of your favorite personalities from the last two decades. 20 years of Cape Talk. Join the conversation. 20 years of Cape Talk, and we are celebrating those 20 years by also celebrating the contribution that many people have certainly delivered over those 20 years. One of them, Bobby Brown, worked as a journalist at EWN. He'll be focusing on a story that you, I'm sure, won't forget, the Planet Hollywood bombing. And what a pleasure to welcome Bobby Brown to our studios this morning. Now, Bobby, we know that you're now hosting your breakfast show, a lovely breakfast show on Smile 90.4, along with Lindy. Mm -hmm. My my wife listens to you. Uh, she's way. got good taste, by the way. Yeah, she does, which is why she chose me as well. <laughs> Can't say the same man over partners. <laughs> You're a funny man. And that was the interview. So nice having Bobby Brown around. Seriously speaking, Bobby, 1998, Planet Hollywood. Mm. You're working with EWN. Yes. Just take me through what you remember about it. Because you were on the ground. Yes. You've got to remember that Cape Talk was barely a year old at that time. I remember it clearly. It was a Tuesday evening. I was at work for some reason or the other. I can't remember. I mean, you know, talk radio, you pretty much work around the clock. Mm. So this was 6.37 in the evening when a call came through, and I happened to take the call. And uh, the call was that there was an explosion, a possible explosion at the waterfront. Before rushing out, obviously, one tries to confirm these things. So I made a few calls to the powers that be at the time uh, to try and ascertain what had happened. And the more people I called, the more it became clear that this was, in fact, a deliberate Blast, a bomb blast. And I was getting that confirmed from multiple sources at the time. And then it became clear that it was at a major restaurant. And before I had rushed out of the office, I had learned that it was possibly Planet Hollywood. Now, Planet Hollywood had just opened. You know, there was a big deal around Planet Hollywood at the time. It's this international franchise. Uh, Wesley Snipes had just been here a couple of months earlier to come and open the thing up. Uh, Bruce Willis was due to come. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone, they were all going to head here to come and show their faces in Cape Town. And there was lots and lots of excitement. The democracy was new. We were pretty much isolated from the world of terrorism at that point in time. We hadn't seen much yep. of this sort of thing. We'd learned of it. And, you know, uh, pray touch wood at that point in time. We hadn't been personally affected much. So this was a big surprise to me, and I must admit that I didn't believe what I was hearing on the phone yep. at that point in time. I thought, I remember driving there thinking, it's probably a gas explosion. You know, it's a new restaurant. They hadn't kind of tweaked all the, the, uh, the, you know, the problems that restaurants have at the beginning. And I figured this was a gas blast. And I figured, how bad could it possibly be? And I headed out there, and by the time I arrived, I think I even parked illegally at that point in time, just to try and get there. There were just people rushing, and you could see the panic. You could see the confusion on people's faces. Um, The emergency services had just gotten there. I mean, we pretty much got there at the same time. And it became very, very clear that uh, from the confusion and what was happening, and even from the staff that I saw, that this was not a gas explosion. And if one just also looks at what else was happening around that time, mm. um, Pagad yes. was very well known. As yes. a matter of fact, when I used to be a cameraman, we used to cover mm. some of the conflicts between the gangsters and Pagad themselves. Yes. And I remember getting caught in between some of that. And it was in and around that time that all of this happened. Mm. And then the rumors started. 
yes. going up. And everybody's saying, oh, it could be the, people's ag- the people against gangsterism and drugs. Mm. It couldn't be. Um, but, of course, the intelligence services worked very hard. Mm. And they uncovered, I think, if I, my memory serves me correctly, they did arrest someone, the yes. police intelligence. They were arrested. Look, there was, a, there, was a, there was an earlier incarnation of Pagat. Yes. Uh, the Muslims Against uh, Crime, I think they were called. Gangsterism and drugs. Um, and uh, they had claimed responsibility the very next mm. day on Cape Talk, in fact. Yes. They'd called in. Murray and Merton at the time had taken the call and they claimed responsibility for that blast. Yeah. That was later proved to be false. It was a, it was a false yeah. claim. And uh, the investigations, and remember, at that point in time, we just had explosions in Kenya. Uh, the embassies there. Uh, and so the American police, I think it was some of the FBI guys, were here practically the That's very correct. next day um, to come and try and investigate and go through the debris and go through the rubble there to try and find out what had happened. Um, and it turned out that it was, in fact, a pipe bomb. Um, you know, and now with hindsight, you kind of go, thank heavens that it was only a pipe bomb. Because if you remember that embassy explosion in Kenya at the time, that was a whole lot more. That was a truck bomb, if I'm not mistaken. And the deaths were enormous and the damage was, was, was greater than yep. we had seen in Cape Town at that point in time. So yes, there was later on fingers pointed at Pugget and, uh, they were identified as the ones behind it. One thing that really stands out, you say you got there and you saw these people with fear in their eyes, rushing around. Is there one particular moment that you remember about that? Day. Yes, there is. I, at that time, was a, was a single parent, mm-hmm. and uh, my son was very excited about Planet Hollywood. And one of the things he had said to me is that one day when he has, he was too young at that point in time, mm-hmm. but when he eventually was old enough to get a part-time job, an odd job, that he would really love to be able to work at Planet Hollywood. You can imagine, mm-hmm. as a youngster, that mm-hmm. must have been quite a thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that struck me there that day was a young man who was probably 18 or 19 years old, just yeah. of working age. And he'd probably just been there for a month or two. And this was probably, I'm guessing, his first job. Um, he wasn't uh, hurt in uh, any serious way. But he walked out and he was full of debris. He was full of dust. He was very shaken up. He had a few cuts and bruises. And I remember standing there thinking, that could have been my son. And I remember how that hit home at the time that we live lived then more so now perhaps mm-hmm. in perilous times. You know, and that year was this international franchise that had come to our shores and everybody was excited about it. The locals along mm. with our tourists that had come here. Um, and you can imagine the excitement of young people working in this place. And then this happens. And I remember having a very serious conversation with my son afterwards saying, you know what? There's no way for us as law-abiding citizens to ever be, ever be able to predict this sort of thing or to try and prevent it or to not be involved in it in any way. Unfortunately, this is the world we live in because there were questions from him at the time. What do you do now? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I just end up working at another place at the waterfront or somewhere else and this happens? And unfortunately, the answer to that is there's nothing at all that you can do about it. If somebody wants to do this sort of thing, if they want to commit this sort of crime, they're going to find a way of doing it. But it was the biggest story that Cape Talk had covered up until that point in time. Cape Talk was only, what, nine, ten months old at that yes, point in time? Right. So it's probably the biggest story. And it was the story that uh, did a lot for Cape Talk as a brand. Mm. Uh, did a lot for the journalists as a brand because not only did I do it for Cape Talk and I stayed the night that night, by the way, mm. and I cut a whole lot of sound and packages and interviews for mm. the morning show for John Matham at the time mm. to make sure that we were on top of that story, uh, you know, better than our competitors. But also the world took it to paid attention. So Absolutely. I also ended up stringing for international brands. The, the CNN's called and the Australia's ABC's called and the CNBC's called and all of them. And for the next three, four days, 
Cape Talk was the port of call for international media organizations to find out the latest news because we were on the top of that story. So, yes, it was the biggest story for a number of reasons uh, in Cape Town's uh, memory and Cape Town's psychology and mm. especially for the people who were in Planet the Hollywood at the time. But it also was a very big story from just a purely journalistic point of view. Bobby, thanks for sharing that moment in time with us this mm. morning. Great to catch up. Great to have you back. And if you remember anything about 1998 and that Planet Hollywood bombing, if you were involved, if you knew someone involved in that particular bombing, and you'd just like to call in and talk about it, 021-446-0567, Twitter, at Kino Kamis, K-I-E-N-O-K-A-M-M-I-E-S, or at Cape Talk, or you can also WhatsApp on 0725671567.